someone is out of our possession? Is identity only lost in obscurity where no one knows us or recognizes us? According to the Word of God, we live in a lost world. A place where humanity as a whole lives without clarity of direction, with no true sense of understanding of their value, and without any true identity as God's creation and the love of His life. Therefore, they wander aimlessly from place to place, rarely content with who they are. I'm telling you, my friend, we live in a world that's not content. I just, I just feel God looking out and He just sees humanity wandering lost. And they were made for His presence. They think the abundance of outward possessions will replace their loss of inner value. They find their identity by embracing every new fad, style, and activity that a lost world creates so they won't appear to be lost. Once you skip down to the middle of the page, it says the effects of being lost. Jesus, when he talked about the lost sheep he gave, showed us that there was a loss of direction. We are by nature created to follow, not to lead. When we lead ourselves and set our own direction for life, we end up lost and will never arrive at our desired or expected destination. Jesus in John 10 said, I am the good shepherd and the sheep hear my voice and they follow me. David wrote in Psalms 23, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters. The lost sheep needed the shepherd to come after him because he is without the ability to lead and direct his own life back to safety. Today, my friend, you and I, you're here today, and I just feel like God is pulling, and, and, and maybe th this isn't about, can I just tell you our salvation goes just a little bit deeper than praying the sinner's prayer? There's a little more to being saved than repeat after me. Amen? It's the reality of who we are. And sometimes we prayed the prayer, but we're still trying to chart our own direction in life. And we end up and we wonder, why? wait a minute, I'm supposed to be saved. I thought I had with God, but how come my life still ends up like it does? God says, because you're leading. We need His direction in our life. When we're lost, we don't have that clarity of direction. When we try to lead, we're without the ability to direct our own life back to safety. Second thing that comes is the loss of value. Our true value is only found when we are in His hands. The coin cannot invest itself. Alone it has no true value because it was made to bring increase. The lost coin is searched for because of sense of loss and desire to restore value. Let me tell you where we live today. This morning as I was praying and going back over this, the Lord told me to do this. This is a created value. Do something. 
You're wonderful. You're great. You're so valuable. You're so precious. I love you. See, we live in a world today that we want everybody to tell us how valuable we are. Tell me I'm great. Reaffirm me. Iron my wrinkles. Help me. But as long as that lays there, it can do nothing. It holds value, but it has no value. It was not created to be told how great it is. It was not created to be admired. Its purpose is in being used. Being spent, being invested. If need be, being broken down into smaller denominations. Being taken apart a little bit at a time. Till it's all gone, but it never leaves because what it was invested in goes into another area, and when it gets in that other area, it begins to multiply in that area. But as long as I wait a minute, I, 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 just tell me I'm good, but never spend me. Lord, just hide me in the. I just want to be next to the heart of God. I just want to live in God's heart. I just want to be in the presence of God. God said, I didn't create you just for that. I created you to give you away. To spend you. To use you. And so this only has value as long as it lays there. As long as it just stays there. As long as it's hidden and in a safe place and just cured. As long as you and I sit in here and all we do is come in here and rub up against other $20 bills. We just hang out. My, you're looking good today. Hallelujah. You're so valuable. You're so precious. You're so wonderful. Can we spend you? No, no, no. No, don't spend me. Save me. Save me. But as long as that lays there, it will never fulfill its purpose. It was created to be spent. You and I were created to be spent be poured out to be used how many know if you could ask this where it's been every story would not be glorious if you could ask it what it was used for probably everything would not have been healthy profitable or edifying amen but isn't it amazing, no matter what it's past, its future is yet undetermined. No matter what it's past, its future is yet undetermined. Because it still has its created value. And when God sees you and I, He always sees us with His created value. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, no matter what unsavory behavior, no matter what unseemly conduct, no matter what immoral actions or thoughts or impurities have been in our life, when God looks at us, He says, wait a minute, I created you. And even in the place when, when you were doing those things, to me you were lost, you were not in my hands, you were out of my hands, so you were of no value for me, but I have been searching for you. 
so that I can get you back into my hands because when you're in my hands, I will spend you and I will invest you in the most profitable way and in the way that you were created to be spent. And God's heart breaks over you and I because we're lost. We're lost in our direction. We're lost in our value. But it happened when we lost our identity. And I wasn't planning on this morning, but in discipleship, we've been going through Luke 14, just a few verses before this, when Jesus talked about the cost of discipleship. And part of it is, is that in our culture today, we are an entertainment culture, church. And most people go to church to be entertained. And if you come to be entertained, then you're going to value what happened here by whether or not it made you feel good, whether it made you laugh, and whether you went away with something. But if you come here to hear, if you come here to be in His presence, if you come here because, God, I need to worship you today. I need to go to this place where you have set your name because there's something different. I can honor you in my house. I can walk with you daily. I can open my Bible. But I can't be the body by myself, so I have to connect with other believers. Because you said when I connect with other believers, it creates this habitation where you come in in a corporate anointing that is beyond anything I can create in and of myself. So I need the identity of being connected to the body so I can come into your presence and God be transformed and be changed. Forget the entertainment. Let me sense your glory. Let me feel your presence. Let me be connected to what you created me to be. The loss of identity. Anytime we choose our own identity, we will always end up losing our direction and our value. The son needs a father to restore the identity that he could not give himself. You and I can lose it, but we cannot restore it. I lost my identity. Before I got saved, I came to God and he restored my identity as his child. We can't give that to ourselves. Hear me, you can't give direction to a person who will not admit they are lost. You can't assist someone in the search for something they won't admit is lost. You cannot help someone who doesn't know or recognize that they have lost their identity. The heart of God is to forgive and to restore through repentance. We heard that in the word of the Lord this morning. It is the foundational truth of this parable and the gospel as a whole. He rejoices over us that are truly saved, but He is searching for the lost and He is rejoicing over them and their restoration exceeds His joy over us. God rejoices over the lost being found more than anything. In each case illustrated in this parable, the Father's heart is clearly seen. Hear me this morning. He goes after the sheep leaving the other behind until he finds the one and brings him home. He searches with diligence and desperation to find and restore the value of the coin. He watches and waits, longing to embrace and restore his son to his rightful place of true identity. And his heart is filled with love for the older son, but his joy is in the restoration of the son who was lost. I looked up lost in the dictionaries to find as this as the verb. Unable to find the the way to a place, having wandered from the way, mislaid, unable to be found temporarily, gone, no longer in existence, use or possession, not used properly, wasted or taken advantage of, a lost opportunity, confused or bewildered by something complicated or too poorly explained. I'm telling you today that Christianity had been too poorly explained. 
and our identity so we have this mistaken identity of what it means to be saved. Therefore, we have no true value and we have no true direction. Some of the synonyms are this. Misplaced, meaning nowhere to be found. Off course, meaning disoriented. Confused, meaning bewildered, perplexed, baffled, or puzzled. So how did we end up lost? Hear me this morning. The main strategy of the devil is to cause everyone to doubt and thereby lose their true identity. The number one goal, my friends, is for you to lose your identity. He begins at an early age. Can I tell you, we have an identity crisis in our nation. We were formed as one nation under God. And there's a movement to change the identity of who we are as a people. What it means to be free. We are under an identity crisis. We're teaching our children that that they can choose gender identity. Rename your gender. Rename this. Rename these things. Come on. And then it's happening to the church. What it means to be a believer is being changed from being a disciple to just somehow being a believer, from being a follower to being a casual attender. Our identity is being stripped away. And the moment we lose our identity, it begins in the home. The identity is you don't need your parents over you. We have our schools telling our children you don't have to do what your parents say. Your parents don't have the right to correct you. You don't have, And so we're changing the identity of, of God-given authority and structure for the family and the home. And when we lose our identity, we lose our value. And we lose our value, we lose our direction, and we end up lost. We are a nation that is lost. We are a church that is lost. And God is trying to filter Himself back in. He comes on days like today by His Spirit and He's saying, hey, I'm looking for you. I am looking for you. I am looking for you. Come home. Let me embrace you. Let me give you back what you've lost. Let me restore your identity. The main strategy of the devil is to cause everyone to doubt and thereby lose their true identity. He knows that when we get lost, the moment we lose our identity, for without our true identity, we have no real sense of value. With no sense of value, any direction we take is okay. We don't believe our life matters. There are some of you who have wrestled with that. You have let this world and voices just shape you and pull you. My heart broke last week. Little lady came in, sat on, waited all service. She, you, many of you saw her van out here. She's just struggling, going through issues. I look at her. And, Guys, you can do anything you want with your bodies. I don't care. It's your body. Put it, put marks. Whatever you want to do, God bless you. But I watch this little lady, and she's got a hat on. She's hiding, and I'm looking at what she has all over her body. And I said, honey. Who gave you that identity? Who get you have a hat pulled down your high? You're, you're not open. You're, you're not. You're, you're cloudy. You're in a cloud. Caught up in the. I don't know what I was going to look at. I don't know what 5150 means. I don't know all that stuff. She got this. She had crosses under her ears, right? Red crosses under each ear, turned upside down. Red cross. I said, honey, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. People told you come talk to me, and you have this whole issue. I don't know how to help you. My goal, if you would let me speak your life, would be to turn those right side up. And she said, well, that's a common cross. I said, not to me. She said, when people cross themselves, they do this. I said, I don't care. I don't do that. It's not in the Bible. 
don't cross myself. I don't do it. So whatever that's common, it's a common upside down. But somebody else has given you an identity. And when I don't have a sense of value and I don't have any direction, then I allow the world to give me an identity. And when I don't believe my life matters and I keep searching, I keep adding, I think, oh, this will do it. That'll No, it won't. At this point, when that happens, hear me again, with no sense of value and direction, any direction we take is okay. For we don't believe our life matters. At this point, we're open to begin a false identity, to chase after empty promises of worth and value, to allow others to guide us who have no idea where they are or where they are going. People live with a loss of value even though they have jobs, careers, families, and possessions. Having what this world has, being able to buy cars, houses, do things, doesn't mean you have value. It means you've made a few dollars. You can tell when people have lost their identity when they resent serving. They resent others. They think corrupt thoughts. They despise the blessing of others. They speak accusations without substantiation. They feel they are not recognized and are underappreciated, only proven that they have no direction or value in themselves. That was the older brother. Hello. He's in the house. That, that was his thought. That was his words. That was his actions. That was his heart. And that happens in us. I think about it all the time. In 35 years of being a, a Christian and, and 32 years of being a pastor, I've watched it. Every divisive word comes from an older brother in the house. Every conflict, every stir, every problem in the body of Christ has come from an older brother in the house. Not from the world. The world never comes into the house and messes up the house. It's an older brother in the house who has lost his identity as a son, who has resented his other siblings in the Lord and has conflict amongst himself and out of himself, out of his lost identity, out of his lost value and out of his lost sense of direction, he begins to speak accusations against another. Let me ask you this morning, do you know where you are and where you're going? Hear my question this morning, how many in life, maybe in this room, I couldn't figure out why God was having me put this together. Maybe in this room have no sense of direction in their lives. So they grasp at straws and make rash and radical decisions. You don't have to go very far to be lost. You can be at home and be as lost as if you were in a foreign country with the older brother syndrome. The older brother was just as lost as the younger, yet he never left home. Do you know and see your value to God and to others? Seeking self-value and self-worth is a trap. No coin has value alone in itself. It was created to be spent, invested, engaged in the market and trade. No coin can invest itself, neither can we. We must be in the hand of God to be of full value. Maybe you don't know, understand, and fully comprehend and value your true identity as a child of God in the Father's house. But once we do, we will no longer be discontent, but rather fully satisfied with who we are. It's amazing. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Nothing else. Godliness with contentment. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi in Philippi 4, Philippians 4 and verse 11 says, hey, in whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. And you think of the Apostle Paul when I'm in prison. 
When I'm in Philippi and they've stoned me and beaten me. And I'm down there. And I begin to raise my hands and praise the Lord. Come on, you just ministered by the power of God. Set a young lady free from demonic possession. She gets set free. You kind of mess up the economy. Amen. Because people were making money by her involvement and stuff. What she was doing. Now she doesn't have any insight into anything. They can't make money off her anymore. So Paul gets arrested, gets beaten, thrown in prison. Titus is with him. But somehow in the middle there, in the midnight hour, you can read it in Acts chapter 16, in the midnight hour, when they're the deepest part of the dungeon with open sewers, the worst filth you can imagine sitting there, there was no air conditioning, there was no comfort, there was no keyboard playing in the background. There was nothing we need to enter in. Think of all the stuff we think we need to enter in. Maybe it's because we've lost our identity of who we are. And knowing that you don't have to enter something you're already in. I just, I need, I need, I need. No, you don't need, you are. So they're in that jail, they begin in the midnight hour with stripes open upon their back, oozing wounds from being beaten, shackled and chained. Whatsoever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. They begin to praise God. Because He says, for me to be here, I know who I am in Christ. And I did not chart my own direction to get here. And I'm here in the will of God. And I know that He hasn't thrown me away, that I am still of great value to Him. So out of the inner knowing of my value, my identity, and my direction, I begin to praise Him and I begin to magnify Him. And God comes into that place. Chains begin to fall off. Doors begin to open. Captives begin to go free. Not because anybody paid a bail. Not because anybody brought a meal, brought band-aids, brought anything. But because the person who was there was not lost. How do I know when I'm lost? That when times get hard and troubles come, Paul said, I look around and these afflictions he called them light affliction or but for a moment but they work towards a more higher and exceeding great reward this is not who I am this is not my identity and this is not my final destination when I have identity and value and I know that I'm in God's direction for my life a release comes when I'm lost when any of that is lost then I'm going through trials, I'm facing persecution, things are happening. I, I, I can't raise my hand. I can't praise God. I begin to question. I have doubts. I have fears. I have anxiety. And then God comes into a service like today. And He sits down in your presence. And He says, if you let me, I will restore your identity. And the moment your identity is restored,
the moment your identity is restored, all of a sudden, no matter what anybody else has said about you, it matters not anymore. Because the Father, when He ran to the Son, He fell on Him. The first thing He did is restore His identity as a Son. The next thing He did is restore His value. And the last thing He did was give back His direction. God wants to do that today. As sons and daughters. Ask the worship team to come back. Today, I hear me this last thought the seeds of discontentment lead to the loss of value and direction in life and ultimately our loss of identity as sons and daughters discontentment wrestling with that we have stuff going on we have a bulletin printed you can get that today if you want to leave an offering today I'll have the ushers put some offering containers on the back chairs back there and you could leave an offering there I don't want to change anything but what God's doing right here today Lord, I just want you to sing softly that song one more time, How Great Is Our God. I know you have a couple of songs you can do, but just that. There's some of you in here, this song says, Name above all names. When I got saved and turned my life around, gave my life to God, There were people who, because of my past and where I'd been, because of where I'd spent myself, what I'd done, what I'd allowed myself to be used for, they couldn't see me restored to full value. people tell me God can't use you for ministry or you could do some menial tasks for God you could do some but you could never be called by God because of where you went and how you were spent I had one person tell me over the phone I was trying to get licensed in an organization I said son I'm sorry but because of your past we can't license you and I wasn't being rude. I wasn't being arrogant. It just rose up in me. And I said, that's okay. I, I, I said it just I said, that's okay, sir. God called me, not you. 
And I said this. So I think I'll just serve God and see what happens. Because when God restores, He restores to full value. And I'm saying that because the song says name above all names. And when people said, you can't be used and you were a failure, God said, my name on you is above that name. And when He gives me His identity as a child of God, He set His name on me. He didn't leave me who I was. I'm not drug addict, failure, divorce. I'm not that. I am a son of God. And the father ran to the son and he put his coat on him, the robe on him and he covered. And he said before he goes in, nobody will see him where he came from. Cover him immediately. Because get this. Stand up, son. God didn't go. God does not need to bring you in in your sin and go look how great I am as God. Today I'm restoring my son. See how lost my son is. See how much of a failure he's made. See where he's been. God is not that egotistical. He is not that insecure. He doesn't need the value of your failure to make him great. He is God. And he said nobody. He said I will cover him and nobody will see where you've been. Nobody will know what you've done. Love you. Name above all names. Some of you have lived under names that people have put on you. They've told you. And the enemy's been able to steal your identity. Take away your identity. And the moment that identity goes away, the value. And so that's when the minute I lose value, that's when I have to find an alternate identity. And people hear me with all my heart. I walk, that young lady, I walk, and I, I, I don't understand, and, I, and I'm not, please understand, I'm not trying to condemn or speak against anything. I don't understand this whole tattoo craze. It's an identity that's coming, and I, it's put, but if I have value, don't misunderstand, I hope you can hear how I'm saying this. Put whatever you want. Put in God we trust. I could care less. But somewhere, I told this young lady, I asked her, who put that on you? Who gave you that idea? Is that what's in your heart? And it's not just that. There's so many other things. How we cut our hair. How we dress. I've seen people in skinny jeans that scared me. Just because you share, there's some people you that is not your style. I've seen women in midriff muffin tops. I said, "What is that? That is not your style. You should never wear spandex. You should never come on. 
Learn how to dress with grace for my eyes' sake. And I wonder how can you look in the mirror and say, hey, I love this identity I have. Because it's not flattering and it's not bringing out you. It's revealing it. Hello. But when I have my identity and my value in God, that is it. Amen. And God is just saying, hey, if you'll let me, I, I could never get past that picture of seeing God. I was so amazed the day I prayed at New Life. And God forgave me. And I walk out of a prayer room, I'm completely free and changed. I'm free. But hear me, the older brother, we know that, but if we don't remember... That's why Peter wrote in 2 Peter says, Hey, as long as I'm with you, I know you know this, but as long as I'm with you, could I remind you? And and I'll make sure that when I go, somebody comes behind me to remind you of your identity, your value, and your direction. How many know we are not made for here? I love the word of the Lord this morning confirming because He says we're not here. I don't care how great of a house you have. I don't care what kind of cars you have. This whole thing could close in a moment. The Lord can return in the instant, in the twinkling of an eye. This whole thing will change. And so our direction is not here. Our direction is not here. It's there. We're going to be with the Lord. So don't let the world give you a counterfeit identity. Would you stand with me this morning? And I just want you to...